0: The message that needs to get out there is risk it all. Risk it all. And if you're not happy where you are, move. You're not a tree. You can move. Mm-hmm. You, you can change things. You can always change things around you. Right? Yeah. It's just about making the right choice. But sometimes the right choice could end up being the biggest mistake ever. But like I said, you hop over it, move on. On to the next one.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the Purposeful Story Podcast where purpose drives our actions and our actions are a result of our purpose. When you have a strong enough purpose, every action you take in life has meaning and power to it. Every entrepreneur is on a journey to fulfill their purpose, and the world needs to hear it. So without further ado, let's get right into the show. Alright, welcome to the Purposeful Story Podcast. Today we have real estate investor Bademi. He's from Dreammaker Realty. And this guy is, is a beast. A lot of guys in Jamaica Realty are, are beasts in general. Um, but Bademi, but I actually went to high school with him and I didn't realize it till after we connected through my business.
0: So Bademi, thanks for coming on the show today. No problem, man. No man? problem. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned high school. Uh, we had the discussion a little bit prior to the podcast, but I'll get into it again. Like in high school, I wasn't. I wasn't out there. Mm -hmm. That's that's the best thing. That's the best way to describe it. I wasn't out there. There's actually people who believe I don't even go to high school. I never went to high (laughs) school. Never went to elementary school. I never went to school, period. There's actually people out there that believe that because realistically of the way my life has gone. Mm -hmm. And I get it because one, in high school, like I said, not too many people know me because I'm the type of person when I'm somewhere, people know I'm there. So why is it that in high school? They don't, nobody knows me, so everyone thinks, like I can mention two to three people that actually strongly mm-hmm. believe I was never in any form of institution. Mm-hmm. It means high school, college, university. That's because of who I am when I'm in an institution, like when it comes to learning, yeah. right? Because I'm the type of person that st- I'm like, I'm, I'm always in the matrix. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm around a lot of people, I pause, like everything slows down mm-hmm. and I start watching everything. Mm -hmm. Start watching who's staring at me, who's not staring at me, who I want to stare at, Yeah, right? Like, who's in high school, obviously, girls. Like, yeah, that's just me. Like, I slow down. I get into, like, this matrix zone, and I just start watching. That's Mm -hmm. just who I was. And I guess that made people think I was quiet. I was reserved. Not a reserved person. You know that. You've seen things I've done, right? So, yeah, that's why in high school, we probably, even though we're the same age, we probably never even... Yeah. knew each other right so yeah. then again deville was a big high school at the yeah. same time yeah And think deville produced a lot of a lot of strong people out there yeah, eh? absolutely yeah, absolutely yeah. you got to give it to that school yeah absolutely
1: yeah. um just for, for some of you who don't know uh deville is located in brampton or it is located it's still in brampton. located yeah um so i mean that's that's amazing you know because there's a lot of there's a lot of like As you go
0: through life, you know what I mean? There's a lot of people who are observant and shy as an Mm -hmm. individual, like when they were younger. But over time,
1: those observations start to fester. The the, the the thing is, I
0: wasn't shy. Okay. That's the thing. I wasn't shy because even in class, like because I'm in class with these people all the time, people were starting to see that I'm not really that shy. Yeah. It's just when I'm on my break or when there's no class, I'm usually to myself. It's not like I didn't have friends. I have friends, Right. The thing, is, You know what it was for me? It's like, when I was in DeVille, I don't know about you. I never noticed bullying. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I never noticed. I, I was probably thought to be a bully because of how I pose, how I stand. I'm always at that entrance, standing yeah. there. I'm tall, but I'm slim. But that's yeah. just it. I, I always had my height. That's yeah. it. That's something yeah. I've always had. But in my head, I was thinking maybe people think I'm a bully because yeah. that's why people like are scared of me when I don't smile. Mm-hmm. If like, anyone knows me, like so when I'm on my own face is just straight. Yeah. Like that's something I get from my dad. I can, I don't smile. Mm-hmm. Right. You have to force the smile out of me. I just won't stand there with the nice friendly face. Yeah, yeah. So that's another thing. People probably thought I wasn't friendly. Mm-hmm. Right. So like there's so many guesses that I have, but Hey, I survived. <laughs> I yeah. survived it. Yeah.
1: So, I guess in regards to real estate specifically, what would you say was your first foot in the door into real estate?
0: Oh, yeah. That is actually a very good question. And I always remember it vividly because, like I said, real estate realistically got me to where I am right now. Mm -hmm. Right. So I remember it was 2009, definitely 2009. Uh, I had just finished college, mm-hmm. right? I'm in college. I finished police. I went to police foundations. Interesting. And the reason why is because my dad's a police officer. Okay. And naturally, a son wants to follow in his father's footsteps. And nice. I see that also with my son. Like, he copies everything I do. He wants to wear what I wear. He wants to talk the way I talk. So, <laughs> especially when you have a kid, you realize what you were doing back then is just imitating, which is a form of flattery because mm. I'm flattered when my son does that. I don't know if my dad was flattered. My dad did not want me to be a cop. But that was the path I decided to choose. And I went, took police foundations. Like I said, a lot of people don't believe that I went to school. right? So when I'm in an institution, I become reserved. I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's my... Like, I'm not shy. I know for sure I'm not shy. If I was shy, I wouldn't be on this podcast, absolutely, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So I had just graduated from uh, police foundations. And I had two options. I can continue and go to the academy, get, become an actual cop, right? Mm. I thought to myself, one, I've uh, committed a lot of activities. Like, I'm, I'm going to say I'm a, I'm a criminal, but you know, I've yeah. done some illegal stuff yeah. growing up that man, I'm like, why is this guy even bothering me? Like, why am I being questioned for these things? Like, I personally do not like cops unless they're yeah. my dad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So i'm like yeah I, I realized it wasn't a passion it was yeah. more for your dad my dad
1: yeah yeah
0: even though my dad didn't want it it's like my dad you know african parents he want you to be a doctor lawyer yeah. engineer yeah, yeah, those yeah. are dreams my dad had yeah and i can tell you those dreams are out the window now yeah. but those are dreams that my dad had and i chose police foundations i did that finished it uh paid off didn't use osap none of that mm. and then uh 2009 i started 2008 actually i started dating now my wife Mm -hmm. she also went to deville she knew me she knew i was not quiet because she got to experience who i was because we weren't dating but she hung around me to know this Mm -hmm. guy is not shy as shy as you think he is because the way she met me was me standing in my corner sorry to go back to the story again i was standing in my usual corner in deville my brother you know, back then, MSN Messenger, yeah. Facebook. My brother had slid in her DM, okay. only to realize she's older and my age. So my brother's like, you should talk to her. I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. So I'm standing there at DeVille. She walks up to me. She's like, you're K's brother, aren't you? I'm like, yeah. I'm pretty sure you could tell, right? Yeah. <laughs> we look the exact same. And and then there's to the forever after, right? right? And now we're married, two kids. But yeah, so back to getting into real estate. So I'm dating this girl. Mm-hmm. She actually pushes me to go to university, which mm-hmm. I never wanted to.
1: Yeah,
0: but we realistically, were we weren't really dating. I would say we we're just talking back then, as, yeah. as as they say back then. Yeah. Uh, so I followed her to university pretty much. I enrolled, enrolled in classes she was in. Enrolled in class. Like I, I my major was psychology. Mm-hmm. Right, and then took she was in philosophy. Took some philosophy classes as electives. And I remember the teacher saying something, spe- I can't remember specifically. I, it's that nonsense they always say in every philosophy class. If a tree falls down in the forest and no one's there to hear does it, does not make a sound? Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there like, what the fuck am I listening to? Yeah. Am I allowed to swear here? Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck am I listening to? Like, why am I even sitting in this class? Like, I already went through education, education, education. I want to make money. Mm-hmm. Right? And then uh, I get involved with people who make money the Nigerian way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to put that in court, right? So that is there. That's happening. You know, I'm getting money. But the thing about fast money, it goes fast as well, mm-hmm. right? You know, I'm doing things with my money that the money that I'm making, not the right way, I would say. Mm-hmm. Is And my dad knows because my dad's a cop. He could tell I'm not in the right things, but how is he able to buy gas? How is he able to buy a car? Yeah. Right. And then... I see my dad sat me down and said why don't you go talk to your cousin and see what you could do for him mm-hmm. i'm like i'm like he just started the business everything there's nothing that he will need me for because the thing about starting a brokerage like ours i remember isaac he started working from his his house so he had an office in his house that's how he opened the brokerage
1: so Isaac, he was, he's the owner of, of Make, the owner he's
0: the, yeah, president and CEO of Dreammaker, real quick, okay, right? Okay. He's the one who literally, like, made our dreams come true, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? No pun intended. Uh, so my dad, like, knew I wasn't going the right way. Like, he knew I wasn't going the right path. It's not something he wants to discuss with me specifically, yeah. but he always wanted me to be successful mm-hmm. at whatever I do because it also, it also impacts him. Mm-hmm. Right, if his kids, especially the firstborn, are being directed in the wrong way, it's on him. Absolutely, right. Yeah. So my dad, God, thank God for him. He would always sit down and talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. Most of these things because he has whooped my ass so much, <laughs> just pass goes in, yeah, comes right out, yeah. But then he said something. He's like, "Why don't you just go talk to Tupper? That's his African name, Timmy Tupper. Okay, go talk to Tupper." And see what you could do. He has a franchise that he's building. See if you can be a part of that.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm there like, no, not, not doing that. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. But I don't know what it was too. Then my, now wife said, I think your dad has a point there. Maybe you should. You never know. So that's cool. You know what? That's how you knew I was going to marry it because I didn't listen to my dad. I listened to her, right? Yeah. So I go, I go straight to, I go straight to Tuckwell, easy to access. Is there anything you, you need help with that you don't want to do that I can do that is able to do? It's like, actually, there's a showing that I don't want to do. Can you go do it? I'm like, Sure, yeah, sure. All right, cool. Remember this, this hold is on.
1: this is before you had any real estate experience or anything? Know
0: this is my real estate experience coming. Wow. This is, I'm, I'm not a salesperson. Like, I can convince people to do things. That's always been me. Yeah. And I never knew it'd be something I'd put into sales, right? Mm-hmm. He tells me to do that. He sends me all the information. And I'm, he doesn't tell me what to wear, anything. I'm probably, this is 2009, so jeans, probably Supras. I fit it to the back. I just started working out, so a tight shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I go. I remember it was uh, sixteen Mark Brook. This is like Steels and Kipling. I go there. I do the showing to rent it out. It's it's for rent. Mm-hmm. So I do the showing, and the people go back to Isaac and say we want to we want to rent the place. Like we were really convinced. Mm-hmm. This is me just doing a quick background on the building. Yeah, i um, what's in the building. I show them around. And this is not even me. I'm not even expecting any money from him. I'm just saying I'm helping him because yeah. that's what my dad told me to do. Yeah, that's what uh, Tolson at the time, conv- my girlfriend at the time, convinced me to do. Yeah. So they take the place, and I remember him just giving me 500 cash. Said Whoa. that was just for two minutes. Yeah, nah, that. You're playing, you're playing with me. He's like, yeah, take it. 500, it's yours, right? So you split the commission 50-50 down the line. It's like, because you showed that You pretty much did the work. I only did the paperwork. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. Let me know if there's any more coming. Yeah. All right, that's how it started. And then what? Now I'm going to get into Isaac. Because what he was doing back then, remember 2008, the crisis, mm-hmm. real estate crisis. Yeah. What he was doing back then was convincing people to buy now,
1: mm. because
0: in about eight years, you will be laughing. Yeah. Which is true. Where, and this is what started to happen. Isaac started to buy projects in projects where, uh, where, where there was growth, mm-hmm. which is around Queen and Duffin area, which is one of the, one of the big projects that I worked with too. Uh, 170 Sudbury, mm-hmm. about a few units there. So got clients to come buy there. And that's the thing too. If I had the finance then, in my head, I'm thinking, fam. There's a crisis. It's, yeah. It's like,
1: Don't mess around with this.
0: People are going to lose their yeah. money. But I know because of what, of where we started, like how we started, like him just sending me to do that show. I know if I had the finances then, which I know I didn't, mm-hmm. I would have probably blindly followed him.
1: Yeah. Because
0: back then you could get properties for 5000 down, 10000 Things have changed dramatically well, yeah, since yeah. then, right? This is 2008, 2009. So... All I see him doing is buying, buying, buying. So now while he's buying, he's gain, gaining these clientele who already, some of them have properties, but they don't know how to manage. Mm-hmm. Some of them don't have properties of getting them. They need people to manage. So what Isaac was doing back then that I didn't even know was that one of the, the property that I first rented out was actually being managed by him. He's mm-hmm. managing the property on behalf of a the client. They pay him to manage it. And then, he started to show me how it works, right? How, that's actually how I got into real estate property management, mm-hmm. right? I'm still the head property manager at the company, right? Yeah. So he started showing me how it works, collect the rent from this person when this person's late, pay this client, this and that. I'm just there like, wow, on top of that, you're running a brokerage. Mm-hmm. Let me help you run the management company and just, I'm not even asking for a monthly payment. I'll do the leases, mm-hmm. right? Just break me off the leases. But the thing is, I'm not a registered agent at the time, so yeah. I can't really use the multiple listing systems. Yeah, I'm just using Kijiji Craigslist back then, yeah. and like fire, I'm renting out units. Like that's my wow. thing. I'm renting out, renting out, renting out units, and with that, I'm building a relationship that I didn't even know because mm-hmm. these people know I am associated with Dreammaker. Because when I'm telling them to write the checks out, you're making out to Dreammaker Realty, right? Yeah. So they know I'm associated. and They're like, "Do you guys sell as well?" Selling, like people want to sell and buy. And then what happened was, too, like I said, unbeknownst to me, I introduced them right to Isaac. Like mm. people are looking to buy a property. UDR, yeah, hooks them right up. Yeah, another cash for two thousand dollars. It's like, whoa. Okay, I need to go get my license. Mm-hmm. If this is if this is the case, right? Yeah. But what happened was Isaac became, like, he has a brain, his brain, like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, it's wired. I don't know how he does it, balance everything out, the business, wife, kids. Like, I'm still trying to figure that out, right? So, but I remember he got married at a young age, 25. So, everything is just hitting him at once. And the brokerage is now gaining popularity mm-hmm. right because of the thing. our name is everywhere where there with Urban Corp and all these big builders uh Daniel's first home, yeah, we're in there with all these big burgers DMZ. Ryan says that you see what I'm saying? Yeah. no that's actually much later this oh. is actually yeah, this is actually much later this is like uh ryan c d m z was uh if i think two years ago yeah that that was uh that was like that was setting motion mm. I remember all the commission he made from helping these people buy property so that, you know what? I'm going to probably just stack it up. Mm-hmm. I said, he may look like he lives extravagantly. He does not. Mm-hmm. He's actually the cheapest guy I know, right? Like any money he's spending, he's making sure it's an investment, mm-hmm. right? And if the investment is bad, he counts his losses and keeps moving, right? And like I said, there's been a lot of, like I've, I've seen it, mm-hmm. right? So as he became busy, he, I'm pretty sure that I, I don't know the specific time he decided I'm going to go into development, but I could say there's a, the, the, the signal was when he handed pretty much the brokerage management to me. Mm-hmm. So he pretty much taught me how to manage the brokerage itself, which is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not easy. So for him to be doing that and doing all the things he was doing, you got to applaud him. Mm-hmm. And yes, he had to let it go. So now I'm managing the brokerage, and I'm also managing properties on behalf of owners.
1: Before you had your real estate license,
0: jeez. So I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing all that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? And which is, it, it became overwhelming. But I'm, like I said, I'm the type. There's now you see, there's eyes on us. Yeah, there's eyes on the company. So I don't like to buckle under that pressure. Mm-hmm. I don't complain. I just keep working, working, mm-hmm. like. Obviously, in between, we ran into some roadblocks. Like, sometimes, like, it's so overwhelming. I need to, re- I, even when I close my eyes just to relax a bit, and I'm not speaking metaphorically,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's like, oh shit, let's lose. It's like, then I start missing little, little things. So I said, you know what? Let me get myself a little organized. Start getting myself organized. Things are back in place. Now we're adding more properties to be managed. So let's say before we're managing 12 to 15 properties. Mm-hmm. As of right now we're at about including all the properties Isaac has about 150 properties. Wow. So that's all in the GTA in the GTA. Okay. It just kept growing, growing, growing to the point where my uncle, my dad's younger brother hears about us, same thing, invests with us, buys two properties with us. So most of the most of the most of the things that we've done, which is why you can see it's quiet because mm-hmm. Like even at Dream Residences, you know, Dream Residences, right across Yorkville Mall, my yeah. first project. Yeah. Every purchaser there was our client, mm-hmm. so clients from old projects, all of that. Like, and and Isaac is a black builder, mm-hmm. so the city or uh, the city lawyers were not going to make things easy for him. But by God's grace, he pushed through that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So like that is all what I was dealing with yeah. prior to even. But while I'm doing that, I get. My now wife pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. So now life is about to change, right? So now we know we're about to have a child. I remember writing an email, I could probably pull up that email, writing an email to Isaac saying, this is the direction I want to take, mm-hmm. right? Let me know what you think. And he said, this was a great email. I agree, let's start Let's start next month. Mm-hmm. Let's start doing this next month. Now, the direction was? Uh, like to start getting paid salary. I see. Rather than okay. just commission. Starting getting paid salary. I'm going to help the brokerage continue to grow. I'm going to continue. I'm still going to do leases. If you want me to do sales here and there, that's fine. Cool. And then...
1: Just to stop you there, um, that's interesting too because, you know, I find a lot of people who are trying to reach success, they try and find an easy way out and they don't understand. You got to go through the hardships, right? yeah. You went through those hardships. You didn't even ask for any compensation, right? And you went through those hardships to a point where it's like, You know, Isaac had no choice but to say, Hey, I gotta I gotta pay this guy. He's putting work. Oh yeah,
0: and and that's one of the things that I actually that it's one lesson that I've learned is even even though I was his cousin, Mm -hmm. I'm still his cousin. He never gave me anything. Uh-huh. So when people see me, they think that Isaac gives me, listen, if you knew, <laughs> if you knew what this guy was, you know, he does not give me anything. Yeah, He makes me work for it. Uh-huh. He's never just said, yeah. here, take
1: yeah, yeah.
0: No, you have to work for it. I go to him, I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, give me one of your Rolex. All right, here's 20 units. Sell them. You sell them, then you can take the Rolex, yeah, right? Yeah. It's not like, I'm going to give you a Rolex because I have 10 Rolexes yeah. and... I don't need them. No, you're going to have to always work, right? Like, I'm not his child. I'm his cousin. I'm technically yeah. his brother. I'm yeah. only, uh, five years younger than him. Yeah. So, and that is one thing that people should know. It's like, there's no shortcut. There's no shortcut and always be grateful for the people who have helped you get to where you are because like I said, without Isaac, I wouldn't be where I am right now. Mm-hmm. I want to have multiple properties that I'm running short-term rentals through cash flow. Mm-hmm. That's how I live, cash flow. Mm-hmm. Just everything is cash flow for me, and I have other investments here and there. My biggest investments, obviously, are my children, mm-hmm. right? Everything I do, I blindly do it for my children, and that is also something I learned from him because that is what he does. Mm-hmm. It's not building Dream maker to this to be this big empire for himself because he knows one day he's going to go. So the goal is my children, my three yeah. daughters, one of them, one day take over. They'll always take care of their siblings. Yeah. And then hopefully her mindset is the same thing. My children, this is it's just generational wealth and mm-hmm. this is just what we try to preach with mm-hmm. Dream Maker. So we say turning dreams of owning into reality mm-hmm. by any means necessary, right?
1: That's solid. Yeah. So after... um so you said you sent him that email, yeah, and he agreed to pay he me agreed salary. he
0: agreed to pay, start paying me salary. So now I'm the only one in DreamMaker earning salary, mm. right? So what I'm I'm technically is now a property manager, deal secretary, right? So what a deal secretary does is I I pretty much handle all the agents, all their payments, everything. So I'm starting to learn. I have to learn that now. So I'm mm. starting to learn that along the way. I go successful, everything goes smooth. Like I create new systems where because we're growing, at the time we started, maybe we had like eight agents, now mm-hmm. we're right, like 28, right? So as we were growing, I'm able to create new systems to help things, faci- because we're changing, the world's changing, mm-hmm. right? Help things facilitate and move better. So that, that was literally my main job, just handle mm-hmm. the brokerage, and now I'm his executive assistant, so director of the brokerage, everything. So now on top of that, I could... Sway away and start doing my own thing, all mm-hmm. right? Because I have the tools now. But like I said, you always have to be grateful. I told him, I'm still gonna be your assistant. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm fine with that. Yeah. You're, paying, you're yeah. paying me a monthly fee, cool. Yeah. So I'm still gonna be helping you do everything, every, everything, but here's what I wanna do. This is why I wanna expand my own thing. Mm-hmm. And I know you understand and let me do it. Same thing, same process. Gave me the tools. Gave me a few units to start learning how to run short-term rental. Mm. Like short-term rental is one of the biggest uh, income income. Uh, what's what's the word? Generators. Generators. Yeah. And especially in the GTA right now, right? Mm. So it's it's something that I that's my like side side hustle. Like mm. it's it's there. It's just like as we sit right now, by three p.m. I don't know what time it is. Money's being wired into my account. Three p.m. almost every day. So Money just coming in, coming in, going, coming, going. Yeah. Cash flow. That is, how, like I said, that is how I keep everything going. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we fast, we fast forward a little. I, like, mm-hmm. I have my kid. I'm living in a unit exactly like this. Actually, yeah, living in a unit exactly like this at four twenty seven and um, and uh, dairy. Okay, so home mansions of humblewood. Yeah. Same thing, like, before I make any of these solid decisions, I go to him because, like, he's my mentor. Mm -hmm. I can't live in a condo anymore. How am I going to not own when I work with you? Like, people are going to look at me like, "Yeah, what is he learning? So it's time for me to buy a house. So all the commission I've never collected, what I need you to do, just get it ready. So it's going to be a deposit on the house. So obviously I start searching with my wife and son looking for the right house. Uh, that's where we found the house, which we live in right now. I walked in, said, this is perfect because I'm a visionary. I see a vision. I know what I could do with this house. Obviously, the woman walks in and says, ah, I don't know. I don't <laughs> like this. I don't like that. And I'm here convincing her she has to change. We can change this, change that. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of that, there were doubters like, you know, my parents, like saying a mortgage, like handling rent is different from handling a mortgage man mm-hmm. i'm like of course i know that <laughs> like yeah. this is what this i'm in the business right yeah. like they don't know if it's something you can handle because at the time my wife was only on mat leave mm-hmm. and she was uh well she wasn't my wife then we're engaged so she was working at uh money mart okay just not that not, not too much income minimum yeah. wage but what she had told like i said that's that's who i am it's like she looked at me with confidence and said I'm going to get this job. This is how much I'm going to be making. I'm going to be a business analyst. And I looked at her. I'm like, I've seen her do unbelievable things. She's finished school, everything. You sure? That's what I said. Yeah. She said, I'm promising you. I was like, all right, we're buying a house. Okay. I get them. I get all my commission, put the deposit down. Uh October. October, everything is all set firm. By December 2nd, 2000, and was it 2013? We're in 2018 right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, my son was born in 2014, so yes. So, because he spent... For, correct. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm missing out the time right here. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, by December 2nd of 2013, or 2014, my bad, Yeah. that that happened. I got my first actual property. Mm-hmm. This is 2013 and I will tell you the, the logic behind everything. Now, I'm 20, this is 2014, so I'm 20, 23, 24.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not too many homeowners at that yeah. age. I buy the house. But before that, what has happened is I'm a trigger puller, mm-hmm. right? When I have a vision, I don't usually have a timeline. Mm-hmm. But even if there's a timeline, I follow it. When I have a vision, I strike. So. I remember when people when people said I was having a kid, they're like, "You're gonna have to buy a minivan. You're gonna have to trade in that expedition." I was like, "Yeah, all right, I'll do that." So what I did, I sold my expedition, not my expedition, my Chrysler 300, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and I went and bought a Camaro. And everyone was like, "You just had a fucking kid, yeah? You went and bought a coupe." (laughs) I'm there like, "Yeah, like, like I don't get it." Go return it. Like my dad is one of those people. Yeah. Go return it. it. Makes no sense. No, nope. nobody gives you a chance. You have to take chances. That's my number one motto.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Shut everyone up. Everyone became quiet about that, mm. right? But they were right. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a kid in a coop is a lot of stress. So I'm yeah. like, fuck. Can't tell people they were right. Yeah. So you know what I do? I look at my I look at my fiance and I say, We're gonna go get your a truck. She's like, can we afford it? I said, no. But we can survive with it. She says, I'm like, the only way you can grow in this world, I remember Tanner, is when you're uncomfortable, and that's something somebody told me too. Somebody that works with us, Eric Charles, mm-hmm. said the only way you can grow is when you're uncomfortable. When you're too comfortable, you don't grow. That's true. It's when yeah. you're, it's, it's life. Yeah. When you get, you're, you're, it's only human nature when you mm-hmm. when you get too comfortable. There's no more room for growth. Yeah, when yeah. you get a comfortable, when you're shaking it, when you see twelve dollars in your bank account, yeah. you know it's time to work, right? Yeah. yeah. So, went put a deposit. I remember fifteen hundred. Probably only had like, I I had money somewhere, but it was going towards the house. Mm-hmm. Remember, we're about to buy a house. Yeah. So you know what? Go buy an Escalade. We bought the Escalade. Then something in me said I wasn't done. <laughs> it's, it's just who I am, right? Yeah. My Chrysler 300 that I had prior to that was matte black. So that had become my thing. Mm -hmm. Like the matte black look, When again, took out a loan. I'm gonna wrap my car matte black. Now let me tell you what wrapping my car matte black did. It it drew attention, Mm -hmm. which like I told you, I enjoy attention. It drew attention to people, like even when I'm going to see people like Isaac's clients, like what do you do? You're the assistant, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's like
0: I, I take chances. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. I, I do my job and I take chances. And I remember a client. Like I have a knowledge of the company what Isaac does. And I spoke to this client and I actually convinced this client to invest <laughs> with Isaac. Mm-hmm. All right. Obviously, Isaac was the deal closer. I just sent him to Isaac. And I'm pretty sure it's because he that attention it drew his eyes. Right. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's something about, like. Even today, like when I was in the car with my wife, mm-hmm. it's like, get too much attention with this car. Like, I've gotten used to it. And like, it's part of the process. Because what they're going to do is ask, if you don't mind me asking, what do you do? Yeah. There's the, there's the path.
1: Hey, thanks for tuning in so far. It's really clear that Bademi is someone who does things the unconventional way to achieve great levels of success. Right now, Bademi is about to go on into a story that explains just that. So continue tuning in right before you move on to the purpose round.
0: What I tell people is, in this world today, especially, mm-hmm. nobody's going to come here and hand you out a chance.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You just have to take it. You got to take your chance and then deal with the problems after.
1: So I guess ultimately you'd say, you know, risk is something that's part of life that you should experience.
0: Exactly. Get through, exactly. Right. So it's, there's no straight road to success yeah. always through hoops. Little loops. It's it's just it's not easy, man. Yo, like even having this discussion, I never even thought of how hard like past eight years has been, right? So it's like I took risks, man. It's got taking taking chances, taking chances, like chances that even my wife didn't know up until like December, because when I got engaged, I got engaged in Miami. Right mm-hmm. now, she's pregnant. Uh, the next thing is. I know I'm. She's the one I want to be with for the rest of my life. Because of our culture, you know our culture already. I have to technically marry her. Yeah. I don't have to, but it's the right thing to do. Yeah. I remember my bank account. Then I had closed some few deals. I probably had like ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars only in my bank account, not even savings, just checking, just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go to find a ring that I know she'll like. It's like nine thousand dollars. Oh wow! So I'm there like, shit then they offered me to the finance there. I'm like, I'm not going to finance a, a ring that she could possibly use. Here you go. $8,000. Now there's like 2000 left. So I'm now thinking, how am I going to propose to her? I remember. So I school Let's go to Miami, right? Like you deserve a little break. It's, so now there's still only 2000 in my account. This is not even when I realized cash flow or anything. Mm. I haven't started getting paid salary, nothing. This is just money that I've stacked up just sitting there. And we get to Miami, I proposed to her, and we stayed in Miami for three days. That trip in total with ticket everything cost us about 18, no more than 18, like maybe 19.50 in total. So what's sitting in my account while we're in Miami is about $12 and 85 cents. I can never forget looking and just locking the screen and there's a baby on the way was not a smart risk yeah. with the baby on the way, but I did it because I knew I would make someone happy and make myself happy at the same time, mm-hmm. right? It's it's not a great example when it comes to business, but I'm just saying in life in general, I took that risk, and by the time I came back, because there was only $12 in my account, I can even po- probably barely put six liters in my gas tank at the yeah. time. I just went to work, man. And because of that risk, I was able to go back Ten times more than that. It might count, right? So I was able to see twelve dollars turn back into twelve thousand dollars, twenty-four thousand, fifty thousand, with bought my house, a hundred thousand. Like people don't understand. And that's one thing, especially people our age and younger, because we live in a completely different world right now where it's like everything is almost handed to them, things that are handed to you will disappear faster. If my mom came and said, "Give me, I'm gonna give you this house. It's yours now." In our world today, that I would have, I would have misused that opportunity. Yeah, I, instantly, mm-hmm. because it's just something that was given to me. I didn't work for it. And the thing, the thing, the the thing I know is and that's why that house I really cherish because it's like a trophy for me. Like this is something I did when I was 24. I don't remember too many people being able to do that. Like there's 24 year olds out there right now, they will not own a property till they're 34.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's 28 year olds right now, same thing. They will not own a property till they're 38, yeah. 10 years from now, right? And, and, and it's not because they can't, it's because their mentality, mm-hmm. right? Everyone's different, everyone thinks differently. It's their mentality, people they follow, their mentors. Like the message that needs to get out there is risk it all risk it all. And if you're not happy where you are, move. You're not a tree. You can move. Mm-hmm. You could change things. You could always change things around you, right? Yeah. It's just about making the right choice. But sometimes the right choice could end up being the biggest mistake ever. But like I said, you hop over it, move on, on to the next one.
1: As a business owner, the more you can leverage your time, the better it is for your company. There is this amazing online resource called Fiverr, where you can hire someone for just $5 to do just about any task for you. Whether it be logo design, market research, videography, or website building, Fiverr has it all. Please go to imkobi.com forward slash resources and click on the Fiverr icon to make an account. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Welcome to The Purpose Round, where we ask our entrepreneurs the right questions that really bring out the purpose behind their business
0: and their entrepreneurial journey.
1: So what is an everyday habit that adds value to your purpose?
0: Everyday habit that adds value to my purpose is focus, to be honest with you. And that's something I tend to lose sometimes. But when I do have the focus, it adds a lot of value to everything I need to do, especially the day, the year, the week, the month, it's... It's focusing on the goals that I've set for myself.
1: Solid. Okay. If you could have one conversation with one person living or not living, who would it be and why?
0: I already had that conversation every day with Isaac, man. That's And that's because, like I told you, he's a genius, man. He's. Mm -hmm. If you know the real him, because he's my cousin that grew up with him, you wouldn't think that there's a brain behind that, right? It's... I have that conversation with the person every day. I would say that for myself. Okay, yeah. solid.
1: What is your main strategy for organizing your day?
0: <laughs> Alexa, that's my new strategy right there. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, i way before AI, obviously. Yeah. Like, right now, I say, Alexa, remind me I have an appointment for 3 p.m. with Aaron. Okay, I'll remind you tomorrow at 3 p.m. Jeez. <laughs> that that's the way we live in now yeah. it's like that is my personal assistant now and i've become so much. i bought this thing a month ago so much more effective with it because i just talked to it like obviously series there but something about this is more like the alarm is louder i'm a deep sleeper mm-hmm. so the alarm on this when, it, when the alarm goes off i actually wake up get my day started uh prior to all this uh not a very organized person. I have yeah. everything everywhere, but thing is, I have a good short term, long term memory, mm-hmm. so I'm able to just compile everything. But I have a good brain. That's something I've always had. To right. able to just remember things on the fly, mm-hmm. All right? So, but now it's like, yo, do you feel it too that you're getting old, that your body is not able to do certain yeah, things. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Sometimes I jump to grab a basketball, and my whole body hurts. So it's yeah. like, I I know my time is coming, so I need to get. Do things differently, oh, especially nice. with our time, like with AIs now. That's it. Okay,
1: okay. What was your worst entrepreneurial moment, and then what did you learn from it? I mean, you've already touched on that a lot mm-hmm. already. <laughs> but just briefly, maybe just reiterate it, just briefly.
0: You know what? I'll tell you exactly what I learned from it because if I start again, I'll keep going.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's it. That's actually what I learned to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Don't stop. Uh, it's been, it's, it's happened. Like you can't hop in a time machine. This is not the movie. You can't hop in a time machine and change it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's time to do what's next. Now, can you fix it without going back in time? Like without having that little fantasy in your yeah. head? Maybe. If not, continue. Okay. Okay.
1: If you had to build a business from the ground up with only a hundred dollars in your pocket, how would you leverage that? Oh, that one's good.
0: Do I have access to credit?
1: Just,
0: <laughs> just got $100. I just got $100. $100. Do I have, but if I have access to credit, cause this is, this is, there's a lot you could do at $100, right? I have $100. What can I do at $100? That's the first thing I'll do. I'll ask myself, is there mm-hmm. something I can invest in to turn that $100 to maybe 120? 120, mm-hmm.
1: 120,
0: 130, 150. Like I'm not a stocks guy. That's something somebody who who's into stocks would do. Yeah. Personally, like I said, in, in, the, in the real world, if I had access to credit, the hundred dollars is mine. Yeah. i access. I have access to credit. First thing I would do is let's say I have a credit limit of a thousand dollars. Invest that a thousand dollars into something that could grow, mm-hmm. even if it's something that only takes that takes eight years, nine years to go, That's done. But now at the end of the day, like I said, I'm not a treat. yeah I have to go get a job <laughs> t- yeah to actually continue to gain residual income right mm-hmm. because how am I going to survive with 100 dollars in Canada today it's not possible right to start a business with a hundred dollars I don't want to say it's not possible. it's been done Yeah, who knows uh, but that would be my method like I said, I had to access you need credit. Yeah, in our society and this is not Africa. Yeah, credit is what gets you. Yeah, gets you moving forward in this country. Regardless, yeah. you can't get a mortgage without credit. You can't get a car without credit. It's nothing you can do without credit. Right, I get my credit, build it up, and use that to build my business from the ground.
1: Solid. Okay. What are your top three most influential books
0: that you've read? Would you believe me if I said I don't read books?
1: I believe you. Man. <laughs> I believe you,
0: man. <laughs> uh, books. Don't read them. Interesting. Now, forced to read. I don't know if you, did you ever have Mrs. Uh, Andropoulos?
1: Yes, English? I did. Yes, I did.
0: Fifth Business. Did, yeah. you re- did you ever read that book, Fifth Business?
1: I didn't even really go through it. Fifth
0: Business and Great Gatsby. Those are the only, Those are my favorite books of all time.
1: Only because you were forced to read it? No,
0: actually. Because okay. I was able, I, that, I was definitely forced to read it, yeah. but I was able to learn from them. Mm-hmm. Right? Right fit business what that story was about was self actualization mm-hmm. and that's where my whole mentality comes with the taking chances like being happy find yourself because in this world that's all you're constantly doing is trying to find yourself mm-hmm. good Gatsby story is a little more of a love story it's just it's different right even uh, stories like streetcar named desire I, I don't read business books I read a lot of business, business articles books not a, not a book person I don't really listen to business podcasts. I'm more of a. I learn on the road. That's me. I go through it. Yeah, that's me. I'm, Rich Dad Poor Dad is not going to teach me anything. In my opinion, it could teach a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But with my mentality, that's not going to teach me anything. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And the thing is with books, too, they can be good and bad because at the end of the day, regardless of whatever book you read, if you're not implementing what is said
0: in the book, then it's a waste it's of a time. It's a waste of time. Right. So, and there's some people we just don't know. Even if the, the book is teaching you, they don't have it in them. Yeah, it's not their nature. True. It's just not their nature. It's like true. I told you, I crumble when there's no one looking. Mm-hmm. When there's everyone looking, yeah. I'm back. Right. And, and that's like, that's why that's, that's, that's a big difference. Like most people should not crumble. Like, usually you should get nervous when people are looking, right? Yeah. I'm the complete opposite of that. And there's a lot of people like that that are like me, right? So, like, for people like me, with my mentality, I'm, I'm like, people think I'm so, like, you know, mature, all that, blah, blah, blah. I'm a clown. <laughs> like, I do clown things. You've seen some of the yeah. things that I've done. Like, yeah. I enjoy still being, like, still sort of acting my age, right? Yeah. I'm, still, kid at heart I'm still a kid at heart. Yeah, yeah it's like. No, I'm not going to I'm not gonna do what society wants me to do because this is where I'm at. No, I'm going to do what I want to do, mm-hmm. self-actualization. Like I said, I'm still trying to realize who I am,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? I even told my wife that I still don't know who I am. Like, I know I'm your husband. I know I'm the father to your children. I know my first and last name, but I feel like there's still room. Mm-hmm. There's still room to figure things out. Okay,
1: okay. Tell us something that you think is true about business that most people don't agree with you on.
0: Mm, that's a good question. Uh, might be ironic I'm saying this, yeah. you mix family with business.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It might sound ironic because <laughs> technically uh, my boss is my family, but family has a way of getting in in the way of business. And even me, myself, as my, I know there's so many times, and this says like, yeah, I want to fire this guy, but he's my cousin, but the end of the day, he knows my value. At least if if the family has no value, if this person's just mooching off you, let him go. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, when your business crashes, what's, the, what's that family member gonna do? And yeah, continue with their life and your life is coming right now. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's a lot, of, like our family, our brothers or sisters, cousins, they're always a weakness for us, mm-hmm. right? Never mix that relationship In your business. Yeah. Never if the minute you mix it, and that's why I said Isaac never handed anything to me. Mm -hmm. Most people think most people think he probably bought this key to me and gave it to me and said, Here it is, here. Nah man. Yeah. I wish he handed stuff to me, (laughs) right? But like I said, he never gave me anything for free. He would always make me work. Show me the numbers and make and let me know how I can achieve those numbers, and then say, here, yeah, there you go." Yeah. that's really what he does. He just throws the hat and he says, "Son, you know," that's yeah. it, right? And that's him not looking at me as as a cousin. It's more looking at me like this guy is hungry. He wants wants to do better for himself and his family. And a lot of people don't agree because family's family. But yeah, uh, like I fired my cousin. My yeah. cousin, I had my one of my cousins as my assistant. So we can't do this anymore. I'm sorry, because you're actually slowing me down. I can't do it anymore because I my, I was getting busy like I told you. Mm-hmm. I needed help. He helped, but you're he slacking too much, but I'm like, there's no time. Like we're at a we at a we're at a place where we've grown so much, there's so much eyes on us. I can't risk this.
1: Yeah.
0: I have to let him go. It's just that simple. At the end of the day he's still my cousin. Yeah. Well, you're no longer assisting me. It's that simple.
1: Yeah, I've heard from someone very simple, just Don't hire family because you can't fire them. Exactly.
0: That's it. That's it. Yeah. Like, I know, I, like I said, I've already sure there's so many times. He probably wishes to said, I want to fire him, but it's too late. Like, (laughs) I know, I know my value for him, right? Like, I know for sure, like, even if he did fire me, quote unquote, I'd still be there, right? (laughs) It's my cousin. Like, I'd still help him out, this and that, but, but not. There's nothing that ever happened. Like, I don't even mix our relationship with the business anymore. I don't like we don't even talk about family issues and while we're while we're together that's how straight business we are it's like we don't even talk about anything extra but the business like that's how serious it is when it comes to me and him right because I'm my, my job is to make his life easier mm-hmm. and sometimes I make it difficult so yeah. when I make it difficult he snaps and I just correct it <laughs> simple simple math
1: <laughs> okay okay really simply uh, what last any last piece of advice you want
0: to leave with our listeners I think I'll give it all like you ha- like I don't know how many times I can say it to people I say it to all my friends say it to my family I mean, you always need to remember one thing is nobody will ever give you a chance mm-hmm. right you just have to take it and there's another thing that I read somewhere which is, which code coincides with this uh, may not, may I, I have an actually tattooed on my butt. May I never be, when I find these little codes, I, it's not that I can't remember them, it's just, it's a constant reminder every day when I'm looking at myself in the mirror. It's time to go get it. Mm-hmm. May I never be perfect. May I never be comfortable. May I never be content. In summary, keep grinding. Mm-hmm. Stay uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. All right, Bademi, Thanks for coming on the podcast. No today. problem, man. No problem. Appreciate it. No problem. Keep
0: building. No oh, Of course, of course, of course, man. You too, you too, man. Okay. Gotta get me one of those wooden bow ties, eh? Got you, man. No. I need one of those. That's that's innovative, right? <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. I like All that.
1: Right. All right, purposeful story, family. That's it for today. Catch you on the next episode. Peace. That's all for this episode. I hope listening to this podcast left you with valuable information that either strengthened your purpose or helped bring you closer to finding your purpose. We all have a different journey in life, and this podcast is in support of everyone's purposeful journey. Thank you so much for tuning in, because without you, there is no purposeful story podcast. Please feel free to email me at info at iamcobi.com and let me know what you thought of this episode. To help spread the valuable information this podcast has to offer, all I ask is for you to subscribe to the podcast via the Apple Podcast app, Podcast Addict, Google Play Music or Castbox, give a rating, and pass this podcast on to one friend that you feel could benefit from this information. Don't forget to follow I am Kobe Talks on Instagram for updates on new episodes and go to com forward slash purposeful story for more valuable content. Special thanks to DJ Anna for the beats and Lala Wrights for the editing. Before you go, please remember that purpose drives your actions and your actions are a result of your purpose. Thanks again for listening. Talk soon.